0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas.
0: And you're
2: listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry,
1: the 100 day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek.
2: Each day between now and the end of our podcast,
1: August 19th,
2: one of Star Trek's biggest icons,
1: or celebrity fans,
2: or both, We'll be quoting Gene Roddenberry.
1: Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world.
2: Today's quote is read by Sarah Tomko. Trekkers are people who sort of believe in the general type of thing that we're talking about in Star Trek, that the human species is to be admired, and it is really going to go somewhere.
1: And we would like to welcome back one last time Aww. our guest host this week, the fabulous journalist, anchor, and podcaster, Sharon Melton.
0: Oh, this has been such a treat. I've really enjoyed this, Trent and Rachel, and uh, I'm going to miss y'all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's been a super treat for us. We get to talk to so many intriguing and interesting people and to talk yes. to you. A woman who, and also a black woman, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who's made it in her field. Like, I'm always like, you go, girl. <laughs> to any, I'm always going to bet on black, y'all. Um, <laughs> I have So per this quote, I think this is a lovely way to wrap it up. It's kind of just saying, listen, I think the Trekkers are the kind of people who generally believe that humanity is good. Is we good are. Admired. And oh, I love how you jumped in there because you know me, Trent. I'm like, is it? Are we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are, we are, we are, we are. This is I'm gonna just jump in now because this is just part of my wheelhouse. I am one of those kids who grew up in science fiction land, as they say, even though you're like, what really? You don't look like yes. My dad loved Star Trek before I ever showed up. So he taught me a long time ago about how he loved Michelle Nichols. And she was gorgeous. She was fabulous, and she was black. And it was beautiful to see somebody of the same color in a show. I he showed me those shows. He showed me the motion pictures. I still remember the Wrath of Khan, and that was fabulous. I remember Next Generation. I remember going to the Hilton when the Los, when it was in uh, the Star Trek Experience was in Las Vegas. Those type of moments in this quote reminds me of us as Trekkers, we do believe in this because we do believe in hope, because that's what Gene Roddenberry brought. He brought hope. He brought a possibility of us all getting along, of being able to live together and realize that we are all in this together. And to me, that is what I have to always remind myself when I see things like during a pandemic, when I see... George Floyd, who was raised here in Houston, and I'm in Houston. And so when I see so many things that would tear me down, would break anyone down just by watching it as a journalist, because I see so much more than most people see, because the things you see on television is not the entire story all of the time. The video has to be edited because some of it is just too graphic. I see that graphic video. I see the children who are crying after their parent has been shot in the middle of the street. And I'm about to get emotional here because it's hard. And I have to separate myself to do my job and realize the atrocities that still happen within our world. But what Gene Roddenberry said to all of us is that we can get past that. He wanted to, in my opinion, give us a future a glimpse into what we can all be. If we just take that step forward and don't just think about ourselves, but realize all of us can be so much better if we just try and take that step. And that's what it means to me. And I'm getting emotional. I'm so sorry. But that's, it just he no, means a oh, lot. Beautiful. So yes. First
2: of all, so well said. And I... Can only imagine. I don't mean to project my stuff on you, but as a Black woman journalist, I can only imagine some of the things you've had to deal with, some of the things you've gone through, some of the things maybe even some of your coworkers have inadvertently said to you and um, <sighs> hurt feelings and things like that. So I commend you. Because I know uh, what it takes sometimes to just stand up. And uh, sometimes the disassociation we have to have in our own brain. uh, Be disconnected from our own feelings to do and walk through this world as a black woman. Then a black woman journalist. And I don't mean to just say that. Because she's not just a black woman. She's a human being. And that's what I love about all these quotes, Mm -hmm. man. They're about human beings. We don't necessarily have to define ourselves by skin color or gender, perceived gender. Trent, Jump in, man.
1: You know, I really want to thank Gene for the validation of calling Star Trek fans Trekkers because predominantly Star Trek fans are called Trekkies. Yeah. And I have always considered myself a Trekker. So here we now have official confirmation that Gene Roddenberry calls us Trekkers. And, and I love that. So thank you, Gene.
2: That's like keep on trekking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So when when I think about what makes me a trekker and what I love about the series, I w- grew up on the Next Generation. Uh, that is my favorite series. I always vacillate between the Next Generation and Voyager. I mean, I just love Captain Janeway and and the whole how Borg centric that show is. So I love that one a lot. But I think you know it always ekes out that the Next Generation is probably my favorite series because you know, all the Star Trek franchise shows and movies have all of this hope and hope can be so hokey. And, you know, a lot of people are turned off by this whole idea of like, oh, it's a paradise. We're off flying, you know, all of that. Like, but it's so intelligently, the stories are so intelligently written and told and acted. And the characters are so rich that you have or I have genuine feelings for these characters. And, you know, we talked in an earlier quote about like how the power of art, like the art of Star Trek from all of its writers is they've created this rich body of characters that live and breathe for me. And, You know, not a lot of shows have that. There are other shows that I I genuinely care for the characters and I've cried when people have died and all of that kind of thing. But there's something in Star Trek for me that is there's a comfort that uh, I can watch them in any order, out of order, over and over again, you know, quoting the lines, you know, curling up with a blanket on a rainy day or when I don't feel well or just when I have time and I want to have something to entertain me. I know that uh, any of the Star Trek series are going to be that comfort for me. I just recently rewatched Deep Space Nine from beginning to end. Yes, and I was and I was just reminded of how just epic the storytelling is in that from the first episode, Emissary, to the very end, the things we left behind, and how really real they talked about war and like the evils of war. And even though in the twenty fourth century. Earth is a paradise. That does not mean that the rest of the universe is a paradise. And these characters that we love, you know, endured this this really nasty war. And it just it's, it just reminded me of why I love Star Trek so much. Because not only is there hope about things that you know we I will never see in my lifetime, but it also reminds me of things that I do see in my lifetime about. You know, the strife between politics and war and religion. And it's just so all-encompassing for me that I get kind of every bit of what I love about entertainment from Star Trek. and that's and that's why I proudly identify as a trucker, but
2: per per the quote we had earlier this week about art. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. You guys, you were here. We were all here for that. And what you just said, that passionate thing of how much Star Trek has meant to you and how those characters are friends, friends Mm -hmm. you probably learned some lessons through, really harkens back to how important art is in our culture. Right. Some people, uh, maybe they didn't learn certain ways of being at home and you can watch a TV show and get some lessons. Maybe your parents weren't there to teach you or ways to be in the world, which reminds me of what Sharon... Sharon...
0: Right? You got it. Sharon. You got it, Sharon. You got it. You got it, name. girl.
2: I said her name once, and I can't. Say, I'm like, I'm so paranoid <laughs> now. But, or, or I said it wrong five times, actually. But Sharon, what she said about her dad, it really struck me because, of course, he. I could see why he loved that show. Right? There's somebody black on it, but it also speaks to how much respect he probably had for women.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Too.
2: Not just, I'm sure he thought she was hot, right? Michelle's a hot lady, beautiful. Well, actually, he
0: thought my mom was hot first. He yeah, still I mean, thinks, yes, he's, yes. But no, my point is,
2: like, <laughs> people yeah. would watch that because she's hot. But I yeah. can tell when you were speaking of your dad and that it wasn't just that she was a hot lady. It was the respect he had for women. And that obviously transposed to raising you mm-hmm. as a strong girl who became a strong woman who's able to do the job that you were speaking so eloquently.
0: No, in the
2: beginning of this so that is how art can affect us and I'm sure her dad would have done that anyway but to to really see this black woman and to look down at his child and say listen that is all of us that is us mm-hmm. we could be mm-hmm. up there out in the like now I could cry because it's a very deep moment whether you are ethnic or not you know it is a moment of stepping into the future of thought I
0: mm-hmm. think. Well, it's you also know? a moment of reminding yourself that there are possibilities. And I think that's what when I look back at that moment when he shared that the series with me, that was it is that he would both, both of my parents um who were just amazing people, they always reminded me with moments that it doesn't matter what other people say. It doesn't matter what other people do. It doesn't matter what obstacles they put in front of you. And I say, Gene Roddenberry did the same thing. And as trekkers, believe that, that we still can make a difference. We can change things. We can look into the future and see what it could possibly be based on the example he's giving us right now. And with that example, it's up to us to make a difference and start the change now. Again, it's a challenge to us that if he can Uh think of these things, then we can think of them as well and we can put them into action.
2: And how, to imp- uh, how we implement them is the next step. It's not just, to me, enough to go, it's going to be great in the future. Not that anyone was saying that here, but I'm saying, like, it's going to be great in the future. That's a thought, but it's almost un- intangible, right? Mm-hmm. We create the future. We are always in a constant state of becoming, right? Yes. That moment we yes. just had is already gone, man. We're already in the future of yesterday. So we are responsible for creating this world that he's talking about. I want to believe that humans are to be admired. I don't know. I d- I listen, I love us humans, right? I really do. But, but sometimes when I think about how, how we would treat the, the alien, con- you know, we're talking about aliens in the news, speaking of journalists, like it's, it's <laughs> constant, right? And I'm cynical. I go, why now? They've always, I've always felt like they've been here. I don't think any of this is a surprise to me that Mm -hmm. there's aliens, Mm -hmm. you guys. But Mm -hmm. I keep thinking, why now? Is it a diversion? Because I'm that cynical. I'm that cynical that I'm like, if y'all are telling me this, it's to distract me from something else.
0: I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping it's not.
2: Me too, me too. I don't want to be like, this is what working with Trent, and doing this podcast has helped to remind me, like, hey, you cynical cow, maybe, <laughs> maybe lighten up about these things because uh, that cynicism is a bit of a protective mechanism on my end. I went to an all-white school from mm-hmm. kindergarten to 12th grade, so I had to be a little cynical to survive it. Understandable. And even, even now as an adult, I find myself stripping away these things. But what I love about these quotes is it's so much beyond ethnicity right? It's so much more beyond the, the, the color of my skin or your skin or your skin. I mean, we're 99 point something percent the same. Mm-hmm. The only difference mm-hmm. is a little more melanin so I could deal with the sun or a thinner nose so you could breathe cold air better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's science. And when we start to see those things as science, I believe we move into a species. That is to be admired and we are going somewhere.
0: Most certainly. I don't know. I, I, I want to throw something back in before, I know you want to say something, but when you brought up the fact about the UFOs and about being cynical behind this, my thing is in my head is I'm hoping that it is true because well, one, my very first job I ever had in journalism was in Roswell, New Mexico. So- Shut um,
2: stop, oh, sorry. Exactly,
0: no, <laughs> and I'm like, I am beyond hope because you know, some of the people I may, I interviewed, they say they were abducted. So yeah i believe it okay let's move on (laughs) i'm Uh, not kidding you,
2: and i could tell you're much more logical thinking than i am right well i'm open
0: i'm open to a lot of things so i get it
2: (laughs) i love that you're open to it because i feel like once again if we think of ego the word ego is i i am uh it's egocentric to think we are the only life form ever roaming Mm -hmm, around this mm -hmm, galaxy at least mm -hmm. in my opinion trent what do you say
1: I really love how at the end, the the latter part of this quote, that the human species is to be admired... It's some it's very easy to look at the terrible things that we do and just discount that like humans suck. But I I am reminded almost on a daily basis, like if I leave my apartment, like I am reminded on almost a daily basis that humans are to be admired. And when you think about what we've endured in the past year, how people stepped up. I have nurse friends who, you know, at without question dropped everything that they that they were had personally, their personal safety to go on the front lines and 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 help jump into action when this pandemic raged and and we are still dealing with the effects that is to be admired you know like if 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 i'm if i'm on a a tv set and it's just 103 degrees like it was this past week filming and and a friend just comes over with a wet rag and and a water just because they saw me there in the heat sweating and and just it's it's those small little intangible things that are just remind me so much that humans are to be admired. And even in this conversation that we're having uh, today, and we've had all week, uh, we, we've made new friends here. And and it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I always hearken back to the ever-optimism that Gene imbues in all of his quotes and has imbued into Star Trek itself. And I not only want to believe in the best of humanity, I do believe in the best of humanity. Because Again, like I said, like I, like as, as Jean has said, like I want to see that future, however that may be, in whatever state and, you know, however past, future life, whatever, time travel, whatever. I want to see it. And for that to happen, I have to believe that we are capable. And I do believe it. I do. Ad-
0: admiring what, what Trekkers are believing in. To me, when you are seeing these first responders going out or people helping and giving food or checking on their neighbors during the pandemic when they could. That to me is Gene Roddenberry's whole idea of hope in action. That is Absolutely. the first step. The thing is though, now that people are trying to get back to normal, we can't forget to take another step. And that's my, that is my—that is the only thing that, that concerns me more than anything else is that we start to get complacent and forget, okay, well, it's out of sight, out of mind until something else happens. What we need to do to look forward to what Gene wants us to do, not only as Trekkers, but as human beings, is we have to continue to take the next step and the next step and never stop stepping and looking forward.
1: Yeah. And to carry on from what you're saying, like a lot of people are very uh, free with saying, I can't wait for things to get back to normal. I don't want back to that normal. We've learned so many good lessons in the past year, some of us, many of us, that we need to take those lessons and, and move forward. We Let's not go back to quote unquote normal. Let's make a new normal that's more accepting, that's more loving, where we're more helpful to one another. And let's get to that 24th century paradise, people. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. If you haven't had a paradigm shift this last year, I don't know when one is going to hit you. Um, all right. Listen, we have had so much fun with you as a guest. You're so knowledgeable. You're so intelligent, erudite. And all of that has been given us such a good discussion oh, this week. Stop! Stop! Ah! No, no keep, listen, going. keep going. Listen, listen. I, I don't, I don't blow smoke, right? I, I don't actually. Like, I very much appreciate intelligent discourse, you know. And the whole point with this podcast is to give people little nuggets, little food for thought, mm-hmm. something to chew on uh, after we leave. We like to keep the episode short and tight, so I want to thank people for joining us again, Sharon. Thank you. And uh, maybe we can have you back someday on something. I would love to.
0: I would love to. And just Rachel and Trent, thank you so much for doing this podcast and bringing all these guests because you are doing something that people need right now. And I need to give you a a high five if I could virtually big hugs, virtually keep on doing what you're doing because it is making a difference. And I appreciate all that you are doing, everyone behind the scenes is doing as
1: well. It has been such a pleasure having you with us all week, Sharon. Thank you so much. We're going to be BFS on social media moving forward. got that right. I'm following
0: already both of you. So just saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to watch a video of Sarah Tomko reading today's quote, you can check it out on our social media accounts. Where, Rachel?
2: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
1: And we hope you'll join us again tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry.
2: Ciao.
1: Bye.
2: Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham.
1: And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words
2: Live long and prosper. Look around.
1: You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too.